0: Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Hello and welcome to The Witch Next Door. Today we are Jumping right back into those listener spirit encounter stories. This is one of those bonus podcasts for you guys here in October of 2020, where we are exploring this theme of different types of spirit encounters. I know Veronica and I have been sharing some of our stories with you and we are, we've gathered some listener stories to share with you as well. So. Uh, Today, we are going to continue in that theme of listener community member stories, and we are going to kick it off here with a story from a listener named Sue.
1: A visit from my father. Thank you for letting me tell you this story. In 2012, the weeks prior to my father's decline from lung liver and pancreatic cancer, we had long conversations. I asked him for cues for songs of Frank Sinatra, that I would know that he was communicating me, and I asked to see him after he passed. I asked him, Dad, as soon as you can, come see me, and please do not scare me, as many spirits have in my life. Let me see you as a whole person, not as a mist, but as the person you once were, He knew I would be able to see him. He knew all along that I was gifted. On Thanksgiving Eve, four months after he passed, my father came to me. It may sound odd, having recently suffered a uh, brain injury, that I remember so clearly this meeting with my dad, and yet I still cannot remember math or how to balance my checkbook. It was 3 a.m., My witching hours have always been between 12 and 5 a.m. I was wide awake and returned to bed after drinking some water. My room was lit by my iPod docking station, and I had soft sleep music playing. I always need that. I need a light in my room so that I could see them. My room felt cold and even electric on my skin, and I knew. I had a feeling there was someone there. I was lying on my side on my bed and I heard a voice calling my name and getting closer. My father had a way of singing my name that was just so beautiful. He would say, Susie, Susie, my love, just a way of singing it. Even now it chokes me up. It was then that my bed moved and I saw a shadow, an outline on the wall of my father as he looked in the 1970s. And my sheets felt tight as though a person were sitting on my bed and I turned slowly and there he was as he was when he was young with thick black hair he was thin and dressed well and had retro sideburns which I chuckled when I saw him and he said to me he loved me he said that they would only allow him to stay a moment and he was never far away And he could hear me, and when I needed him, just to call his name, I went to hug him and tell him that I loved him too, and that I missed him. And I went to touch him. And he turned into a negative. And he disintegrated from the legs up. And he just blew away, like a wind was in my room somehow. And he just went with the wind. His face and that smile was the last thing to blow away. And I heard, I love you. And I said to him again, even after he was gone, Papa, I love you too.
0: This next story is one that was emailed to me from one of our listeners. Her name is Sarah. And she had a story to share. It's actually more of a paranormal story that her parents experienced. So I'm going to go ahead and read this in her words. She says, I just want to share a unique experience. Both my parents swear to me this is a true story and they were 100% sober when it occurred. They were in their 20s. It was before I was born. They were in the car on their way somewhere just a few blocks from home. My dad was driving and my mom was in the passenger seat. They made a left-hand turn onto Meridian Avenue. A middle-aged man whom they described as looking disheveled or possibly homeless was crossing the street nearby. They both looked at this man and made eye contact. Then my dad said something to my mom about the man and my mom answered him. But both of them spoke in a completely foreign tongue. They don't know what exactly they were saying or what language they'd just spoken. They only had a sense it was conversation about the man. As quick as it happened, it was over. They both snapped out of it and were in shock of what had just happened, pulling over to the side of the road to collect themselves. It's their most surreal paranormal experience. They speculate it was somehow connected to this man who was crossing the street, and it could be something along the lines of all three of them having known each other in a past life. It's one of my favorite mysterious true stories, and I thought about it the other day, and I was talking to my mom about it, saying I wanted to look into if anyone else had similar experiences, since we have the internet now, and the opportunity to share such events. So I looked it up and found out there's a name for the phenomenon, and it's called xenoglossy. For most experiences that have been recorded, it seems like it usually occurs individually rather than in a group. I think it's really neat that my parents experienced this together and conversed with one another. Many others who have had somewhat similar experiences also believe it comes from past life knowledge. It makes me think of how anything is possible. I'd love to hear if you or anyone you know has ever experienced xenoglossy. Thanks, Sarah. So, this, as you can tell, is not necessarily a spirit encounter. However, it is an encounter of a paranormal kind, and it also seems to be possibly linked to past lives. So if that's the case, this is a spirit encounter in a different kind of way. But I think this story is really fascinating, and I wanted to share it here. And thank you, Sarah, for for sharing this. And if any of you have ever experienced anything like this, feel free to reach out and let me know, uh, and I can pass that on to Sarah. So... Moving into our next story, we have a very, very sweet uh, story t- next from a listener named Erin, and she is going to share with us her spirit encounter experience. All right, wise women, welcome. So I'm here with one of our uh, wise women from our tribe, and her name is Erin, and she is going to be sharing with us a story about a loved one that passed that she was able to have a spirit encounter with after the fact. So, hi, Erin, thanks for joining me.
2: Hi, thank you. Yeah, so tell us your story. Um, my story is about my little boy uh, who died 10 years ago. Uh, He was 20 months old. He had a battle with cancer. um, And he, yeah, and it, he didn't, it took him. So he died when he was 20 months old. Um, And my story is about the ways in which he stayed with me when his body was gone. Um, And I think it was just to help me through his passing and the pain. Um, He was because he was a toddler, he hung out at my leg, on my left leg. And I recall uh, after he died, we would go visit the hospital where he had his treatment just so we could stay connected to him in some way. Mm -hmm. And for a good sort of couple of months, I just had this sense of a oval shaped space that was his height that would just be there present at my left leg. And um, it was filled with green, like uh, forests and mist. That's what I remember about it. Um, So that was him. I know that was him. And then eventually, at some point, that faded. And uh, I started doing some different treatments to get through that first year. And one of them was a craniosacral treatment. And uh, in that treatment, I had a really clear vision of him uh, really telling me that the when the veil's thin on the other side, it's not for me right now. It's not a human experience. It's not meant for humans, Uh not in this incarnation in this body. It's something completely different. So, and there was a red door and it was a clearly shut red door. And I knew he was on the other side with this real uh, sense that it's not my time to join him. Um, And I, and I forgot to say, but one of my friends, little boy's, when they found out that he had died, he was five at the time, the friend's little son said that my son Ryder would come back as a a Robin. Uh, So so we had a connection with Robins through this little boy. Um, And after I had had that craniosacral treatment and came outside, the street where I had the treatment was full of Robins, like I've never seen, like in the trees, on the sidewalk, in the road, in the puddles. Like it was absolutely, like I was gobsmacked. I did not know. It was so clear (laughs) that it was from him. Uh, So that was a really, that was really helpful and very special for me. Um, And then sort of the third, it was really hard for me to, to feel him after he died. So these sort of snapshots I have are really precious but the last mm-hmm. the one that I have is uh probably when he was leaving he I you know he knew I was sort of over the hump perhaps but it was mm-hmm. like a string that was at my heart center and it was uh floating behind me and there was a balloon and uh it's the sensation of something being tied to my heart but drifting away at the same time and eventually mm-hmm. uh eventually that cord was cut and yeah, he's he's somewhere. I just don't know where at the moment. <laughs> so after that balloon incident, you didn't really feel him anymore? Not in the same way. Not, um, yeah, no, it was a real kind of a drifting off, a slow release. Um, yeah, and the only other, you, yeah, that was it. That was the last kind of real sense. I mean, I have a sense of him all the time, of sure. course. Sure. But that was a real, the last sort of solid one i had another daughter after he was born and i think that he's in her a little bit too Uh so perhaps that's why that that cord is gone yeah yeah wow
0: very cool yeah well thank you for sharing such a treasured story like such a heart-based story i love that um that our spirit encounters do create this bridge and that sometimes you know sometimes they're with people that we didn't know, you know, sometimes there's somebody hanging out in your house that you didn't know. And then sometimes there are these beautiful stories about the people that we did love. We do love still Mm -hmm. continue to love and that are able to come back to us. So I really appreciate you sharing.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Beautiful connection.
2: Yeah. And it's nice that, and it's, it's, I appreciate the opportunity to know that they're so different, all the stories too, the connections are so varied and all as precious as, as they can be to everybody. So thank you for giving me the time. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Erin. Thanks.
0: And finally, rounding out today's podcast uh, is a story that comes from a dear friend of mine. And this is Cherie's story about a house that she lived in uh, for a time with her family.
3: Hi, my name is Cherie. I'm a friend of Emily's from our Women's Circle, and I wanted to share my very true and very real ghost story with you. I moved into a new house. Uh, It was a very well-built, very nice house with uh, plaster walls. And I noticed right away that the back bedroom, which is the master bedroom, which was rather large... Uh, was always very, very cold. Much, much colder than the rest of the house. And it was a well-made house, so I don't think it was an insulation problem. It didn't strike me that way. It definitely felt interesting right from the start. And at that time, my youngest was about a year and a half old, and um, he would... he we did the family bed, so he slept in our bed so when I put him down for naps I put him down for naps on the master bed which was against the wall and had bed rails set up properly for a, a small person um, one of the things I noticed right away was sounds on the baby monitor and also I want to point out that it was tall ceilings and at one end opposite of the bed there was a like a weird little arched hole like a little attic space kind of like a strange little storage shelf it was very bizarre it was up right up against the ceiling so it was very high it was hard to access it was it was very odd I don't even understand why it was there it wasn't decorative it just looked like a a nook to put stuff but it was all enclosed like a little really high awkward attic closet but when the, with this open arch, so if you put stuff in it, you could see it. I don't know, it was very odd. We were, the kids didn't like it. They always, they always My other kids would always look up there and just be like, it was just super creepy. So that's an aside. Anyway, I would hear things on the baby monitor. And I would think it was the baby waking up. So I would go to check on him and he would be dead asleep. Hadn't even moved from the position I'd put him in. So that was a little strange. And that kind of activity increased over over time um so over the weeks when we after we moved in, the noises would get weirder, it was like just strange it it just sounded like he it sounded like he was waking up it was sound it sounded like movement, but it wasn't him and then there were instances it kind of it kind of amped up to the point where I would put him down for a nap, and I know 100% that I had left the lights off. (laughs) You know, like the shades drawn lights off nap time. Lights were off when I left the room. And I would go in, and the lights would be on. And that happened a number of times. And then it, it got to the point where... Somebody, somehow, the baby, who was a very good sleeper, would be awoken like, it almost sounded like he was being poked or pinched or something. He would wake up upset, like something had happened. And when that started happening, I just had this moment of like, okay, that's not okay. That crosses a line. Now you're touching, you're doing something to my child. That is not okay. Okay. So finally, it got to the point where mama bear flared and I just stood in the middle of the room and I said, you were here first. That's okay. I'm happy to share the space with you. I'm sorry if we're intruding on your space, but don't mess with my baby. Like, let's just like coexist. Like, I acknowledge your presence. I'm fine with it. You're, You're welcome to live here. Don't mess with my baby. And the coldness always stayed the same. We always had to run an extra space heater in that room. But the lights stopped turning on. The weird noises on the monitor stopped. And the baby slept fine after that. It's like we had reached a truce. We'd reached an understanding. And all of the paranormal activity stopped. Except for it was still cold in there. It was still a presence, if you will. Um... Anyway, I thought that was an interesting story. I considered it a success story because it was a very unobtrusive presence except for the fact that it just felt disgruntled that we'd moved in on their space. And I didn't know enough about spirits at the time. That was 10 years ago that um, I didn't know enough about how to connect and communicate with spirits. Uh... To do more than that, but that seemed to work, and it, and after that we coexisted fine, and we lived there for a few years, and with no other problems. So I consider that a success story. Like if you just talk to them, sometimes they can be reasonable, and you can make a compromise, just like any other being or entity or human or whatever. You can everybody can sort it out. We had a little communication there. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to share my story with you because it's kind of fun. And it's success. And so if you ever have a weird encounter, try talking it out. It might work. Have a good holiday. Bye.
0: And that's it for this week's bonus episode of The Witch Next Door. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to join us for our regularly scheduled podcast on Wednesday. And there will be one more at least one more bonus episode of the witch next door next Saturday. So please be sure to check that out. I'll be talking to Karina Osborne over at the witch's end to hear about some of her spirit encounter stories. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to the witch next door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, You can do so through the Anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it.